The following podcast is not actually a podcast at all, but a YouTube video Thomas and I made almost two years ago that inspired the podcast. You can find the audio cassette of this book at camphortree.net, H-O-R, tree, and there is a collection of the stills as well as the audio recording. My hands are so sore from lifting up this tape and flipping it over. <laughs> yeah. The thing I don't understand is, uh, it might not have been this, but I'm pretty sure I had a He-Man and She-Ra storybook with this too. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, it middle of it, it played that uh, song from the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And it just just played it the whole song to listen to, like the uh, I can't remember what it was, like the the power of the power of love or something is what it's called. <laughs> I think. Looks like Bumblebee's not in this one. All right, hey, don't read that and get spoilers <laughs> on these things, all right? So, here, you want to put this uh, record in the CD player? You know, not res- <laughs> have you ever owned a record player? A record player, no. Yeah, I, uh, I used to have one, um, but I got rid of it in all the records I had because my dad gave me his, and I think one of my other aunts or uncles gave me one of theirs, so I had two at one point when I was growing up in high school and would listen to, you know, basically Michael Jackson and the other Michael Jackson record I had and like Asia. <laughs> I had a few others, like I had that Wang Chung record. Oh, I was thinking about <laughs> Wang Chung the other day. Everybody <laughs> Wang you, Chung. Why would you be thinking of it randomly, like the next day? Well, it wasn't really randomly. I listened to like a lot of 80s stuff, so mm-hmm. he's in the rotation. Okay. <laughs> I remember oh, there were a few others. I think the only ones, uh... no, I didn't end up keeping any of them. I just gave them the ones I liked to my sister, I think she took maybe like 10 of them and the rest we just donated to Goodwill. Because my grandparents had a lot of records too. And they were like, the Tumbling Tumbleweeds oh. and uh, Guy Lombardo, and these are all records from the 1920s and 30s songs. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, nobody even knows who they are. So you're just like, well, and nobody wants them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's get ready to begin. When continents collide, maybe not content with destroying. Yeah, let's get rid of this for now. Let's get rid of. Uh, maybe not content with. Um, with just ruining the Rockies, maybe this time the continents will actually move and bump into each other and cause earthquakes. Like well, there's the only says. liquid in between the east and the west coast, so it is a new continent now. When continents collide, see the pictures, hear the story, read, read the, the book. Because <laughs> you can actually read this book without the cassette tape. But that's not fun. That's not fun, yeah. Because I did that all the time as a kid. Read and read along with you know, because they're read along books. Anyway, let's begin the next one. All right, here we go. Oh my God, was that an ATAT? I think we're listening to side one because I might have. These books were made for separate tapes, but I have the tape that had both in one, so they don't match because these are both records. Now it's books. time for our second action-packed oh, Transformers story. It was right. Are you ready for adventure? Here we go with when continents collide. At first, we missed the beginning part where it says, Hi, everybody. This is your Transformers read-along book. Every time you hear this sound, it means it's time to turn the page. Now, if you are ready, we will start the story when continents collide. Don't forget to hear it, turn the page every time you hear this sound. Something they removed when they transferred, you know, the record to cassettes for some reason. Anyway, back to your favorite Decepticons. Soundwave, the whiner and complainer, and Megatron, the action figure gun. Sound was barely perceptible, and the herd of caribou paid no attention. 
They were grazing on the small plants growing near the isolated pump relay station on the Alaska pipeline. But the sound grew, and with it, what was only a speck on the horizon became a colossus that dominated the vast northern sky. It was a hovercraft oil transporter that was bigger than 200 super oil instead of uh, energon. High on the command bridge of the transporter stood Megatron, the evil Decepticon leader, observing the docking with his cold, stony stare, and realizing full well how valuable this oil transporter, stolen from the Earthlings, would be to him. How did you fit inside of it? Stabilize the ship, then shut down power! Megatron growled to Soundwave, his communications aid. Huge pilings emerged okay. from the belly of the hovercraft and drove their metal footpads through the surface ooze down to the frozen soil below. Stabilized now and shutting down power, Soundwave said. Can the idle chatter? Megatron snarled. I've got the attitude sensor. The big fans revolved to a stop. Well, where's the contact? Where's that pathetic carbon-based slime who helped us steer the transporter and who has now agreed to aid us in siphoning off tons of this Pluto Bay crew. I don't know why I'm bothering. I can't wait. Soundwave, activate the laser order for a direct There's stuff in these books. <laughs> I think your original reasoning is still the most valid plan of action. My original reasoning? Yes, Mighty Megatron. By bribing this Earthling, we will have an ally, one who will allow us to return here repeatedly and drain load after load of oil without anyone else being wiser. Just you one know, inside man. Yeah, that lets this secretly lets in this giant show. Yes, Master. Some have had to convince them to go with plan A or plan plan instead of plan B. A gangway clanged open, and a ramp extended down to the ground. A huge loading hose snatched out of its port and was grabbed by two Decepticons who coupled the end of it to a station outlet valve. The Earthling who stepped out of the relay station to check on the operation glanced briefly at the transporter, then turned and went back inside. That fool is valuable to us only so long as he is useful, said Megatron after the man had disappeared. Yes, Master. Useful? He and just opens the gate no for them. I understand, Master. What worthless treatment was it that induced this betrayal of his people? Here we go. A desire for a new Jeep, mighty Megatron. Wow. Wow. That Jeep is an Autobot, you dumbass. Were totally I mean... That they were being infiltrated by an undercover Autobot spy. It was Hound in his earthly mode as a Jeep. <laughs> oh my god, this is falling apart yeah, already. Wait, hold on. So, I'm imagining the plan of this is the guy's like, oh man, I gotta warn the Autobots. Like, no, no, pretend to be their inside man, ask for a Jeep, we'll make sure to have Hound, you know, be at a Jeep dealership where Megatron <laughs> will come, he will steal ore slash buy you with his other, you know, car salesman inside man. Yep. And then, uh, because it's a cartoon world, he will coincidentally, you know, go to the exact location that you've been plotting out this whole time and hope that he will come in and kidnap you. Yep. So, yeah, because <laughs> desire for a dream. Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's, it's from the transporter. So it clearly indicates... The Decepticons took this specific Jeep and didn't realize it was an Autobot. Yep. I hope he painted his Autobot symbol off the <laughs> on the side. <laughs> were they like? Were they? Did they not know? Uh, the only thing I can think of is if he said, "Oh, hey, 
go to um go to this location where my friend has a jeep steal it from him <laughs> and i like how he's like and when he's no longer useful kill him but no no we can't say that it's a kid's book look at these little white guys down here too they're like look like little mini sound waves all right do the honors and continue the tape just don't hit that record button the flow rate of the oil sound wave megatron snarled <laughs> Master, if we... I have no more patience! I want it all! Now! Faster! What a good leader. Faster! My warriors need every drop of that lovely black juice to bathe their gears and fuel their engines. Total domination of the universe cannot wait on fools! Yes! So this is like the comic book version where they the didn't need to use Earthling oil. rushed out of the relay station, yeah. waiting frantically to try to stop the speed of well, Megatron but... roared with laughter then flattened him with an iron stun field from his fusion cannon. Farther south, in Valdez, Alaska, the terminus of the pipeline, the oil flow slowed to a trickle, then stopped. The oil company immediately sent out emergency signals, which were monitored by Prowl at Autobot Field headquarters. Chief, the Decepticons have finally broken cover. Prowl informed Optimus Prime, the brave and wise Autobot leader. Excellent work, Prowl. Where are they? Somewhere along the Alaska pipeline. That's the best you can do. The pipeline is hundreds of miles long. With the sketchy information at hand, Chief, I'm lucky. Wait a minute. I'm receiving something. Yes, it's Hound's signal coming in strong and clear. <laughs> Wait, for a minute I was like... Megatron... Yeah, he did attack the guy. He killed the guy. He killed the guy, yeah. Well, he says, the Earthling rushed out to the station, trying to stop the speed up. Megatron roared with laughter, then flattened him. Like, squished, dead, flattened. No, like he it, shot him with a stun gun. Flattened as it knocked him down. I don't care. That's what I'm <laughs> interpreting. Because even though it says an ion stun field, I'm imagining it's like this giant... Laser bolt? Laser, laser box that just goes... And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> all over the field. Anyway. <laughs> Above the Arctic Circle, the enormous oil transporter skimmed swiftly northward over the ice, its hover fans thundering and throwing up white plumes of snow. Skyfire, the Autobot superjet that appeared about Skyfire high in the, in the animated series. Sky, he was never this sighting of the Decepticon hovercraft. No, he, he just shows up, and then they just forget they ever invented him, and he hardly ever shows up over the command the frequency. The superjet dove quickly, catching the Decepticons by surprise and unleashing a hail of heat-seeking missiles and null rays. That speaking auto black junkie! Megatron raged. Retaliate immediately! My one minion, Megatron retaliate! the full force of his terrible fusion cannon to bear, but Skyfire managed to avoid every blast. Do something! Screamed Megatron. Wait! Soundwave yelled excitedly. According to their transmissions, mighty Megatron, the jet has only enough to remain over the target for a few more minutes. But those few minutes were long enough for Skyfire to release another barrage of missiles, null rays, uh -oh. and explosions. Using they weapon, ripped man. through the transporter okay from stem that to stern. They split up into it's Autobots and Decepticons. Tight and fused into useless lumps of metal. They're all the just paying tribute. The in hard on the ice. May the rust attack every joint and miserable metal bodies. Megatron roared. Better abandon ship, Master. Soundwave urged. Outnumbered, and with common sense the better part of valor, the Decepticons prepared to flee their fire-consumed transporter. 
Activate the hyperthrust afterburners! Megatron ordered. Fire! It was a foolish consumption of precious fuel, but necessary for escape from their Autobot pursuers for the, the moment. moment. Intermission. Once again, the Decepticons had eluded the righteous grasp of their Autobot pursuers and survived to wreak havoc another day. Leaving their oil transporter behind, a raging inferno on the ice, they had escaped capture and disappeared into the vast frozen reaches at the top of planet Earth. Music is so... I like it a lot. So communication center, the numerous video monitors cast a greenish glow. Prowl studied one monitor carefully as Optimus Prime stood at his shoulder. Well, Prowl? Optimus Prime urged. I can't tell. It may have just been an isolated blip. But I'm never going to be able to do this if you insist on hovering over me, Chief. I don't understand. We set up that sensor drone days ago. The Decepticons are out there somewhere. We'll find them, Chief. And remember, Hound is still at work, too. Well, losing that oil transporter and its fuel load should have slowed down the Decepticons. I like, I just, I just gotta show off really quickly, uh, Prowl's cat eyes. <laughs> I mean that is just that is I and look at his missiles. Like I know he has them on the show, but it's really funny. Yeah, the proportions seem uh, kind of questionable right there. And I know I know he's a police car, but the P here almost looks like his own name is on the side <laughs> of his uh, of his own car of his own body. All right, so this is pretty cool actually. Uh, before we begin, the beginning part is actually like they're in an ice cavern and you actually see the little the whole thing around the words is also made like they're in, the words are yeah, inside the, the ice thing the I mean that's a pretty cool little effect uh, for the kids and we can see here he does have more minions that are never named but I don't know maybe they just didn't know who those were they tried to keep it simple for they're the kids black and white like the other guys they can't even afford color <laughs> meanwhile Hidden deep in an ice cave, Megatron surveyed the feverish activity in his northernmost systems development center and fuel refinery. That's enough. Well, Soundwave, he demanded. How soon will it be ready? And I don't want to hear any more excuses. Within the hour, Master, remember, this is a highly sophisticated piece of machinery we've stolen from the Earth. This multi-tracked deep sea oil transporter, and we've made it even more sophisticated. By adding external laser-powered drilling capability and enough capacity to handle the total volume of the Prudhoe Bay Reservoir. Wow. Do you know what that is? Nope. Easily withstanding the frigid temperature and crushing pressure at the vast depths wow. beneath the Arctic Ocean, Megatron's monster transporter clawed its way across the seabed. Soundwave monitored the computer analyzer and listened intently to the sonar probe returning its data. He looked up and announced... This is it, my dear Megatron. This is the perfect spot to begin drilling operations. It's the reservoir's lowest point, so all the oil will flow back here as we siphon off, putting less stress on our suction drives. What are you waiting for then, Soundwave? Commence drilling immediately! The huge drilling arm telescoped out from its travel lock, and the enormous suction tube piggybacked it like some overgrown sea serpent. Then there was a blinding flash, and the concentrated heat of the laser bit turned the water around it into thousands of gaseous bubbles. 
How are we going to heat up the entire water the oil of the entire planet? The hundreds of oil rigs in the Prudhoe Bay field began dropping. Then the oil stopped flowing completely. Confusion reigned on all the rigs. Once again, the Valdez terminus ran dry. Confusion turned to apprehension at the headquarters of all the world's oil companies. Now, Exxon Valdez wasn't for another four years. Soon, three years. a real reason for panic arose. The reservoir, practically drained of all its oil, began collapsing in on itself. This was followed by huge sections of continental plates shifting and starting to move together. Northern Siberia slowly approached Alaska. Earthquakes shook the planet from pole to pole. A huge crack does not the catch a break. Ocean so much Yukon. global destruction all the time. The, the Yukon Arctic erupted on both sides of the Pacific Ocean. With the I learned the earthquakes don't actually happen like that. Both Russia and the West looked to place blame, each certain that the other had caused this catastrophe for their own ends. Threats on both sides became stronger, and the world stood on the brink of thermonuclear war. Wow, the entire fuel this supply escalation. of the planet was threatened with radioactive contamination. Only the Autobots could save the Earth, but they would have to act quickly. <laughs> There's no saving the Earth. <laughs> not that, not. Just so much jeopardy. This, this has happened like a week later after the, they melted the mountains. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so basically just by, they drained all the oil of the world ev everywhere. And that somehow caused everything, which is the opposite of fracking, where you put in so much oil, so much liquid into the yeah. area that it causes tectonic shifts. Yep. But no, instead all the oil has gone, so all the, the, all the, I was about to say planets, but all the continents move. And now, and then to add insult to injury, everybody thinks the other countries are doing it to each other. Yep. So they're arming their nuclear missiles. <laughs> oh, they keep saying, who's going to save the world? But <laughs> Earth's, Earth's done. Earth's done. You've got to make spaceships now. Yep. And hope that Just the Autobots move. will help you get to another planet that isn't mechanized so you guys can live. So let's see how the Autobots saved the world in two pages. All Autobot eyes were on Optimus Prime. Only his vast knowledge and resources could stop the disaster threatening the planet Earth. A disaster that was very much like the one that had befallen his beloved Cybertron. Proud, have you found out where the Decepticons are hunting from yet? Oh. No, Chief. The underwater sensor drone can work only so fast. He cannot wait any longer. But I have an idea, a solution. And it may help us flush those mechanical rats from their hole as well. What's that, Chief? Liquefied Raison gas. Of course! Prowl exclaimed. Optimus Prime continued. In its liquid state, Raison possesses a greater density than crude oil. Therefore, if we pump it into the empty reservoir, it will force the oil now in the Decepticon transporter back into the reservoir and restore the Earth's geography to its former state. And its liquid half-life is only a matter of hours. Then it becomes a gas again. Exactly, Prowl. A gas that should force that Decepticon oil guzzler to the surface of the ocean to face our missiles. Wow, he's excited. Megatron demanded. I'm trying, Master, I'm trying. Soundwave exclaimed as he pushed and pulled every combination of buttons and levers that were available to him. But nothing worked. 
the transporter was surfacing, and nothing was going to stop that. Surface in five seconds, Master. You blundering Kingfield idiot! It's the gas, mighty Megatron! It's the Razon gas that's doing it! Reasons of excuses! I want results! The surface now, mighty Megatron! Ah! <laughs> Optimus Prime waited for Megatron to make his move, but there was only silence from the floating oil transporter. However, an Autobot boarding party encountered a time-delay booby trap attached to the deck hatchway. When it went off, two members of the boarding party were sent back to visit Ratchet for repairs. Is this the ending? Inside the transporter, the other Autobots discovered that the Decepticon command module pod was gone. Once more, Megatron had managed to elude a just fate. But... He had left his message across the screen of an idling computer monitor whose voice readout kept repeating. The battle continues. The bad guys can never escape, can never get captured because they need to come back for the next episode. Next week. Earth's demise, finally. He's gonna succeed, eventually. Yeah. I remember watching, was it, uh... Um, people were so many... So, such fans of Skeletor. Apparently, they kept asking him to win at least just one episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, uh... I like how the picture on this is, like, they had to cram in a text... Uh, so much... That, that they didn't have any room for the picture. And I also like how, first of all, they stole something that for earthlings that they could fit inside of it mm -hmm. i assume they adjusted it. they had an escape pod because they jettisoned that to escape right yep and then that escape pod had its own escape pod at the end of the story Wait, is that the one thing that, that's gonna bother you <laughs> that, that's crossing the line not the other stuff no uh not the reverse fracking that was going on <laughs> well i do like how they they undermine the whole thing they're like we will pump it into the empty reservoir, which will force the oil in the ship to go back into the world. The reservoir. Reservoir. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. And then it'll somehow just make the make the planet go, oh, everything's back to normal. I just guess I'll return to normal. Spread it back out. All the volcanoes that exploded, all the lava will just zip back up to the top. Did a volcano explode? Oh, yeah, a volcano yeah. Did, did explode. So lots of volcanoes exploded. And, uh, and I'm sure when all that Raison gas dissipated and the oil goes back in the building and all the commotion from the Earth expanding again, I'm sure that's not going to make all these people upset and set off their nukes and stuff. <laughs> so, the one thing that's funny, it's basically Megatron and Soundwave fighting Skyfire, Optimus Prime, and Prowl. Wow. Because Bumblebee shows up in here, but he gets a sentence. Like, someone else shows up in here, but they get a sentence, so it doesn't even matter. Ratchet. doesn't matter. They say people got repaired by him and that's it. Well, Hound got a little work. He got to take a vacation on a car dealership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the one thing I think funny is fine funny is Optimus Prime's like, no, this is much like the disaster that befalls Cybertron. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Cybertron was interrupted by Civil War. You were there for it. <laughs> He's supposed to be like the archivist. That's not what you wrote down. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's an archivist in one separate universe. Okay. <laughs> not the original 80s universe. All right. Yeah. And also the narrator could not have done any of them because his voice is too 
out there. Like, you would recognize them if he tried to do the voice yeah. of them, too. Though I have heard stories before about that where, um, I can't remember, there were some I read as a kid where you listen to one guy narrate and do all the voices. Well, yeah, there are a lot of audiobooks where the narrator who just reads just the, the non-speaking parts, he actually does, like, the dialogue and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I listened to a bit of the Game of Thrones audiobooks, and, yeah, the narrator there, he does all the voices, men and women. Really? Yep. But did he try to make an inflection and make them all sound yeah, different? Yeah, he, he, he tries to make them sound different. I mean, wow. you can tell it's still him, but the, there's all that, all, all of it is his him. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a game called Animal Soccer that some people should check out where one guy does all the voices for everything. Isn't this that bad video game you said? It's a terrible video game about, and he voices about maybe 30 different characters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine how, uh, how awesome it would have been as a kid if you actually had the voices of the actual Transformers actors on here for things like this? Oh, that would actually be pretty interesting. But I, like, I knew, like, as I'm pretty sure, like, with the... With the He-Man one I have, with the with the G.I. Joes you would get in here, even the the Pac-Man, I'm sure, they couldn't even get the voice actors for any of those to come. And Not get. even My Little Pony? My Little Pony, The Glory, Glory, The Magical Unicorn, Volume 1. Wow. <laughs> I still like how Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk began. I almost feel like that's an origin story of their buddy cop movie. Oh my goodness. Like, uh, <laughs> or like their buddy superheroes going around, doing all that. But, uh... Yeah, so do you think you could you would have enjoyed these as a kid even if you didn't uh have didn't really pay attention to to Transformers as one? Uh yeah, I probably would have liked it once or twice or something like that. I don't know if I could keep listening to it. I they should have some of the soundtrack play at the end of it without the audio. Yeah, some of the actually like in the Wind Continents Collide one actually had some pretty cool uh, background music. Well, they both one. actually had the same music, I noticed. Oh, they did? Yeah, the they same... used the same stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wish, uh, wow, and it's called Cartoons. Cartoons? Yeah. Yeah, I figured that kind of is something you would just play in a car. So All this really has is the copyright stuff on it, nothing else. So do you want to find out what uh, per Purdue Reservoir is? Let's find out. Uh, Purdue Bay Reservoir. You got your phone? Nope. So yeah, Purdue Bay is a real thing. It's located at the northern center of Alaska. It is the largest oil field in the United States and in North America. Always educational transformers. Yeah. Well, it's funny is it just tosses it in there. Like kids are gonna know what it is, uh, or they're gonna be like, like, would you have gone, hey mom, is this real? And asked your parents. Like, where is it? Can we visit it? it one day? Can we go see where uh, where Megatron almost destroyed the world with his uh? Shifting the tectonic plates. And have the to continents. make sure that one human who got flattened, <laughs> is he still okay? Yeah, you never hear back from from Hound. He's like, oh yeah, I totally saved the human. Instead, it's like Hound's there and he's like, well, I let the human get squished because I didn't want to blow my cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did you have anything like this as a kid? Any children's books, uh, audio tapes? No, not that I can recall. I mean, outside of like Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. See, we not only had Teddy Ruxpin, we had Big Bird. Oh, yeah. You had a Big no, Bird. I didn't have a Big Bird. You had a Big Bird, and you put a tape up his butt, <laughs> and then he just talked, and it was the actual Big Bird voice from Sesame Street. Uh -huh. And he moved his beak, and his eyes looked around and moved around at you. So you were just like, hey, you're talking with Big Bird, and he tells you a story, and then he occasionally breaks out into song, because that's what Sesame Street does. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, so it was always funny. We had him next to our Teddy Ruxpin. And nobody remembers poor talking, electronic talking Big Bird. They only remember Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> do you think, I guess, do you recall if any of these story schemes from Megatron ever made it into like the TV show? Yeah, if they were, if these happened in the cartoon, there would be like such catastrophic problems like the world over. They'd be like, Optimus would be like, oh no, we've failed humanity. Yeah, we can't roll back to the, can't roll back these changes. Yeah, these books are pretty funny because I'm just like listening to some of them and I'm just like, wow, these are very descriptive and then like of everything that's going on, it's like they had to fill the pages. Yeah. So they're like, let's go back and add some more, you know, flower up the language. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> and then you have, uh, and then you have stuff that just doesn't make sense. Like, what was the point at the end of having two of the, two of the ex to the robots, the Autobots, the nondescript Autobots, go get, down to check the ship and just, just go kaboom, just get to blown be destroyed. Up. <laughs> it's like all they did—they did that so they could just name drop Ratchet because they were like legally obligated to put in, you know, at least four or five of them. Mm. And they're like, "Well, that happened. The end." And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but uh, well, we hope you've enjoyed our look at the Transformers tape me along cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's right. it. Thank you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I was going to try to hit stop here on the cassette player. To stop, stop the here. camera? <laughs> I also had a Care Bears one that I found that my sister had. Because mm -hmm. she gave me the cassette tape. Because then, hey, you still listen to cassettes. Have this. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, do you have still have the book? And he's like, no, she didn't. So we can't, uh, I might have to get that on eBay and we can continue this adventure of looking at old storybooks. I cannot wait. <laughs>